Welcome, welcome to the Crypto for Newborns podcast, where we take baby steps around the block. I'm your host, Biff Laurie, and this is episode nine, where we'll dive into DeFi, short for decentralized finance. If you're brand new to the world of cryptocurrencies, I suggest you start at episode one. I keep the podcast short and sweet so you can get up to speed quickly. If you're already up to speed, then let's go. Centralized finance includes banks and lenders, centralized sources. When you bank or borrow money, you agree to the terms of the centralized source, like the lending rate, for example, and the centralized institution decides on what that rate is. DeFi is basically financial services that operate without a centralized source. How is that possible? Ah, through the cryptocurrency ecosystem. DeFi services run on blockchains like the Ethereum blockchain. There are no middlemen, so the terms rely on smart contracts. If you're not familiar with smart contracts, go back to episode 4 where I explain them in regards to Ethereum. Basically, a smart contract is one in which each party agrees to the terms and executes the deal based on those mutually agreed to terms. No middleman is needed. DeFi works with smart contracts. Part of what fueled the creation of DeFi was the control, or exploitation, depending on how you look at it, that centralized finance had on people. When I was a kid, I had a savings account at a bank that paid 6% interest. Can you imagine? Search for interest rates on savings accounts now, and you'd be lucky to get half a percent on a high-yield account, probably a lot less depending on the minimum balance. But banks are lending out your money at a much higher rate. And think about credit card interest rates through the roof. DeFi tends to pay out relatively higher interest rates. Why not then have a 100% interest rate or a 1,000% interest rate if that's what people want? Well, in a decentralized world, you may be someone on one side of the transaction who wants a high interest rate, but there has to be someone else on the other side of the transaction willing to pay it. However, the lack of middlemen means less fingers in the pie and thus potentially higher yields in a DeFi environment. There are two major ways to get cryptocurrencies working for you in DeFi, staking and yield farming. As a reminder, I'm not a financial advisor and I'm not suggesting or advocating that you engage in staking or yield farming. I'm merely providing information. Do your own research and know the risks involved before deciding anything. Coinbase defines staking as the process of actively participating in transaction validation, similar to mining, on a proof-of-stake blockchain. On these blockchains, anyone with a minimum required balance of a specific cryptocurrency can validate transactions and earn staking rewards. I'll provide the link to Coinbase's staking definition in my show notes. To simplify, you lock up or stake a certain amount of a, given, of a given cryptocurrency. Oftentimes, you can even keep the coin in your crypto wallet and still stake it. As we've learned already, cryptocurrency is technology. The cryptocurrency you've staked is used to validate other transactions. Kind of like I let you borrow my office space, you conduct business in it, and pay me for the use of my office space. Sometimes, in addition to earning more of the cryptocurrency you've staked, you'll also earn other cryptocurrencies as payment. There's more involved, but that's the basics of it. Yield farming, also known as liquidity mining, is similar to staking. 
The main difference is that yield farming is tied to providing and borrowing liquidity. What is liquidity? In terms of crypto, liquidity is the ability of a coin to be easily converted into cash or other cryptocurrencies. In general, the more liquidity, the more stable a coin is with less price fluctuations. But in the world of crypto, take the word stable with a grain of salt. There are cryptocurrency tokens referred to as stable coins, and we'll get into those in a later episode. In my show notes, I'll provide an article from B2Broker that goes into more detail about liquidity. A few of the most recognized names in DeFi are Yearn Finance, Aave, and Uniswap or Uniswap. If you listen to episode 8, you may have heard of Uniswap as a decentralized exchange. No mistake here, Uniswap is both. Decentralized exchanges like Uniswap provide opportunities for staking and yield farming. Before we wrap up, there's an easier way to invest in DeFi projects, and that's to purchase the cryptocurrency of the DeFi project itself. You can buy Yearn Finance coins, Aave, and Uniswap coins. Again, not financial advice to do so, but an option if you decide you want to. So that's the down and dirty on DeFi, decentralized finance. I'm your host, Biff Laurie, and this is the Crypto for Newborns podcast, where we take baby steps around the block. Be sure to check out those links I provided in my show notes so you can learn more about DeFi. Thanks for tuning in.